Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Sarah Michelle Gallagher. together an academic pop culture symposium mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're the pop culture professors some say yeah some people call us smart people but you know they're telling us we're talking about dumb topics <laughs> we listen to these people we do we listen to these people <laughs> yeah the people that call us out and say hey you smart person talking dumb and we go thank you for seeing us they have influence over our life because we are pop culture professors. We've both taught at the college level. College students have listened to us. Yeah, I I have been grading papers today, like actual oh. essays that I've been like grammar correcting. I think grading is hands down the worst part of teaching. Yeah, I know. And I try to explain this to students all the time when they complain to me about homework. And I go, do you think I like giving you homework? Because, you know, I have to look at it later. It's hard for me, too. You get to do it once. I have to sometimes look at it over 100 times. <laughs> yes and and to teach at that level we had to get master's degrees no one asked us to but <laughs> no one asked us to get masters but someone let us get masters <laughs> institutions approved do you feel like your grad department reaches out to you much no I mean, is are you have the opposite experience i i do and i don't know and and this will be a really great way to find out if any of my former faculty listen to this show. But I feel like somehow I became the person in my graduating class that gets tapped whenever they need someone to, like, rally the troops for some sort of, like, spirit event or something like that. Like, 10 minutes before we hopped on this call, I got a text <laughs> from an old professor being like, hey, more of your classmates need to join this secret Facebook group to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, why am I always getting these calls and texts and emails? I don't know. It's weird. That's interesting. No, I definitely hear from undergrad more. But I think, you know, I think acting, like, you know, you have more of a troop mentality. I was wondering if it was just because of the fact that I made the really bold decision to get a master's in acting and if that's, you know, my punishment. Not that 100%. I, not that I don't love my grad program, you know, shout out, <laughs> shout out to the Hawkeyes. I do love you all. I just, I think it's, you know, <laughs> interesting how much I hear from them. We're, we're both Big Ten alums. We don't really make that connection We quite don't because, you know, I never saw a sporting event in my entire well, you time. Just, I mean, you just unprompted said go Hawkeyes. I, I yeah. find this. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of school spirit, but I was never able to get tickets to a major game. But I will say the, the my connection to Big Ten sports is that, and you may have found this too, when you are a teacher at a Big Ten school, if – 
if you have an athlete in your class and they like you, they will promote you to all of the other athletes on the team. And so I found that when I was teaching at U of Iowa, I was real popular with the men's wrestling team, the girls basketball team. And honestly, I had quite a few of the football players. Uh, One of my students ended up going to the NFL. Shout out Micah Hyde. Oh, Micah Hyde. Yeah. Men's wrestling is gigantic in Iowa. Oh, yeah. And one time they all they all had to go see plays when they were in my acting class and you would have to go see the play and then write a report about it. And one night, of course, they coordinate. They all want to hang out. So a bunch of the wrestlers all went to the same showing of, I think, Sarah Rule's Eurydice. And at intermission, they saw me because I happened to be there that night and they all circled around me and my friends, I just heard all this cackling and they're like, Lauren, it looked like you were the coach. Like they all circled around you like you were giving them a pep talk and I don't know. That sort of embodies my teaching at Iowa. I know you don't like sports, but I do. I see a path forward in coaching for you. <laughs> oh, I think I would be. I wouldn't know anything about the game, but in terms of like pushing an athlete, I think I'd be really great at that. I, I one time during an acting class at Iowa, one of the fo- one of the football players came up to me and they were like, "You are so much scarier than coach." And I took that. <gasps> That was one of the most compliment, like biggest compliments I've ever gotten in my life. I could totally see you like at the football practice, you know, sometimes they tackle that Mm -hmm. thing and then someone is standing on it Mm -hmm. and they get moved. I could see you standing on that and like having fun and being like, we got to go, Hoss, we got to move. But I think it's football because football, there's so many assistant coaches, Mm -hmm. they can know the plays and stuff. I would love this. And if anyone out there is listening, like, I please hire me to be the fuck out. Oh, my God. Yeah. She is looking for a head coaching position at a major university. Please hire Lauren Brickman. Fam, if it seems like, wow, they're blabbing a lot, isn't the guests getting annoyed? I got news for you, folks. There's no guest today. <laughs> That's why we are wilding out because we're doing a little something special this week. We are trying to. You may have seen we're we're in, we're getting in the holiday spirit, and with the holidays comes a sense of anything's possible. And so <laughs> we've been we've been you know experimenting with the form of this show, and so we're 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 giving you some holiday treats. And this episode, I think, is a real treat. I mean, what we're doing today is different than any other episode we're gonna do a watch along so folks you're gonna need to queue up your netflix and watch with us we're gonna do a mystery science theater Mm -hmm. of uh, one of the most important pieces of media of all time yeah i don't think i don't think it can be overstated how important this piece of art is the impact that it's had on certainly us as individuals but i think on the entire world Folks, we're talking about Season 7, Episode 18 of Grey's Anatomy. Now, you know we're saying we are super stands of Grey's Anatomy. You know, if anyone is, is out there and, and, and they don't know, perhaps the credit, our pop culture credit that Caitlin and I are most proud of is that we are, we are still current on all... 17 beautiful seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. And we're part of multiple chats on multiple platforms uh, that are dedicated exclusively to talking about Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren started a new one in quarantine. I did. And there's people that I've certainly never met. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that I would die for because I know that they are current on Grey's and I can trust them. And that's the only thing that is required for you to be in this group chat is that you have mm-hmm. to be current because we will not respect spoilers. Like, spoiler, like the whole chat oh, is no, a spoiler. No, no. And the beautiful thing about Grey's Anatomy is that it really can bring people together from all different backgrounds. Like, we certainly have, you know, other comedians and performers, but we also have labor lawyers in this group. We also mm-hmm. have, like, elementary school teachers. We have personal trainers. Like, we have people of all you know ethnic backgrounds ages professions and that is the beauty of Grey's Anatomy the one uniting thing is they're current on Grey's and you may be thinking well why this episode what's what's going on with season seven episode 18 well it's an episode called song beneath a song but known casually (laughs) among (laughs) Grey's fans as the musical episode and if you're going, what? There is a musical episode of Grey's. Maybe this uh, synopsis of the episode will jog your memory. A cataclysmic event rattles the doctors of Seattle Grace to the core, as Callie, on the verge of an enormous life-changing moment with Arizona, envisions her hospital and friends as it has never been seen before. Original air date, March 31st, 2011. Now, Lauren, mm-hmm. Grey's fans... <sighs> Let's say the the opinions vary uh-huh. on the quality of this episode. Now I know you have a strong take. Yeah, I absolutely think it should have egotted. I think that <laughs> this episode defies all rules, and it should have gotten the Emmy. It should have gotten the Grammy. It should have gotten the Oscar. It should have gotten the Tony. In fact, I I'll say it. It should have gotten the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> okay, so you're at one spectrum. Now, I'm not a hater at all. There are individual parts I absolutely despise, and I will be pointing that out. Well, I can't wait to uh, explain to you how you're wrong, but... But I overall, I'm glad they did it, mm-hmm. and I enjoy the show, so I I will, I watch it. Now, some people skip it when they do their rewatches, but not, and, not I. I don't skip it. And to those people, I just want to say help is out there. Um, you know, there are... I, I certainly am I'm not pretending to pretending to be a professional mental health expert, but I do have a lot of resources available for anyone who skips this episode or thinks this episode is bad. I want to get you the help you deserve. That's all I want to say about that. And we believe in mental health here, so I'm 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 all for that. Ugh. I just I love this episode so much and you know, Caitlin and I we were talking about we're like, oh man, election fatigue is so real pandemic fatigue zoom fatigue there's so much going on and like i heard this expression soul fatigue the other day that felt like i just it resonated and it hit me to my very core and so when caitlin and i were planning like what what would a fun episode be and i was like i don't think we could give anyone a better gift than you know, reminding them about this iconic episode. So, like, if you're already a Grey's Anatomy fan, this will be a super fun ride. But I do want to say to anyone listening right now that's like, Grey's Anatomy, I couldn't care less. You're going to want – you're there's something for everyone. Even if you've never seen an episode, even if you've hated any episode you've seen, I promise you we're going to go on a journey today that is something – there's going to be something for everyone. Yeah. So jump in. We're going to take a break. While we do that, you queue up Netflix – Grey's Anatomy, Season 7, Episode 18. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We are back. We are about to get into it. Song beneath the song. Stantans, I hope you've got a box of Kleenex, something good to drink, hopefully some freshly popped corn. Yeah, you know, this is <laughs> this is this is self care time. So like, do yourself a favor and and get comfy, get cozy. We love it. All right, in five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Action. Play. Play it, kids. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That little yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, they already were in the car accident. Yeah, the car accident happens at the end of the last episode. And you come in hot. Oh, my God. First of all, we have a Cali VO. Which, <sighs> for anyone who doesn't watch the show, usually we have VO from Meredith Grey. So when you have another character doing the VO, you know it's going to be special. This is also oh God, really I graphic. Really don't, I don't like it, actually. It's so, so much more graphic than you think it's going to be. You. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, uh, I actually really don't like this. It's actually traumatic. <laughs> it's It's... But this is why it should have e-gotted. Like, they were going for it. Like, <laughs> Listener, I'm actively closing my eyes. Yeah, Caitlin's eyes are closed. Caitlin's looking away, and I can't stop oh watching. Gosh. Like, this is art. It's art. Oh, And so here's the thing. She was in a car accident. She had a brain accident. And, oh, chills. Oh, chills. I do like that. Chills. Tony Award winning Sarah Ramirez serving. <gasps> I miss Mark Sloan so much. Yeah, you did. Okay, if you're a doctor on Grey's, never just start bragging because it means out of your eyeline, one of your immediate family members has died. Yeah, I think <laughs> doctors on all television shows should heed that lesson. Don't get... Don't get too cocky, doctors, because karma's coming for you. I will say this. I don't know if I've ever loved a man the way I love Mark Sloan. 
No, you haven't. No. Also, if you're not a regular Grey's viewer, Mark Sloan is the father of the baby of Callie, even mm-hmm. though she's with Arizona. Yes. So. So many people are dead that are in this shot. Yeah. It's truly <laughs> wild to look back 10 seasons ago. 10 seasons ago, we had so many more living doctors. Wow. Kim Raver looks exactly the same. Good for Kim her. Raver hasn't aged in 10 years. So many of these doctors are either dead or just gone. Or April yeah, Kepner, April, who works at a nearby homeless shelter. But we never see her, even though her child is still on the show, kind of. It's crazy town. Also, the fact that they said he can be in the room is insane. There is no way you'd let him in the room. No. Never. You gotta love Arizona for the fact that, like, she... She's really trying to be a doctor still. Oh, oh, I don't like this. Ooh, it's Please so... Don't. It's so much more graphic than I remembered. Like, I had no idea it was this graphic. Oh, my God. Oh. And also, viewers, if you didn't know, all of the songs they cover in this episode have appeared in episodes. So every song already has a relationship to the show. Brilliant. It's totally brilliant. This show was the first that I feel like I heard about. You know, there's a music director who chooses the music for it, which that, that, that position had always existed. But I feel like that person gained prominence that position gained prominence through grace yeah oh my god that gets me every time when he's like torres stay with me it's like yeah stay with me um, torres Remember in the sliding doors episode that they're together? It the most insane <laughs> choice in that sliding doors episode is the but idea. It makes, but that the sliding doors episode really separates the acting levels because Sarah Ramirez still sells it. You're yeah. still like, maybe. I'm gonna say something right now, and I am prepared to back this up. I think Sarah Ramirez is Perhaps the single most talented person to ever work at Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't think I have a rebuttal to that. I think it's her, and then Sandra O oh would be like Sandra O. Oh. But, like- but Sandra O, oh, as talented as she is, she's not a singer, and Sarah no, is a singer. So. And I think my top three would probably <sighs> be like Sarah Ramirez is number one. Ooh. Then Chandra oh, Wilson so and then Sandra O. Oh. oh my God, they're duetting in a in a in a. It's oh. some reason this show, this episode, really highlights some things that don't make any sense about the show and not the musical side. Like, why are every doctor we know in the same room? Oh, it doesn't make any makes sense. Makes no sense that all of these people are working on the same emergency. I mean, I guess you're supposed to believe that because it's her, because she's one of their own. But, like, it often happens that... It's, it's actually just too many doctors in this room right now. Too many Look how doctors. many people are in there. 
and you're absolutely right that too often doctors in this hospital well, collaborate. There's, there's eight. <laughs> I've never been in a room with eight doctors ever. So if if you're listening to the show and you're a medical professional, please tell us if one of we your own love. had gone down. How many doctors would they actually allow in? I will say one time as a child, I had a minor medical procedure happen and there were probably eight nurses in there with me. And that that's the most I've ever seen in one room. I don't like. Okay, what do you not like? I don't like when Sloan lost weight. (laughs) He's too thin for you. I think he's too thin right now. Okay, I. I understand it, that. His face is so beautiful, but I think it makes a turn towards too angular when mm. he lost the weight. Interesting. I don't know. I, I hesitated to say it because I, yeah. I don't want to body shame. We don't want a body the shame. Wonderful, the wonderful. But it's just different levels of looking beautiful. Yeah. For yeah. Him. But None of it's bad, but there are some that stand out. We can have preferences. We can have. I might start crying already. Like when you hear the harmonies come in, like I'm actually feeling tears well up in my eyes. I can't. Like, I don't. (laughs) Who is that nurse? The nurse is hilarious. It's. But look how good she is, and listen to her. Like she's just so talented. How is she pulling this off? Oh my god! For a second, I thought you were still talking about that nurse. I was like, I, I. (laughs) finally they say there's too many people when they try to get to the elevator finally weber's like this is outrageous (laughs) i don't know why that made me laugh i forgot that they just got engaged yeah it happened as they were getting engaged arizona is actually like a horrible partner You know, one of the things that I like about this episode, though, one of the things I like about this episode is that it really isn't about Derek and any episode that's not about Derek. I love. Interesting. And I say this as someone who like I need we need Derek like Derek is integral to this hospital. He's integral to the storyline. Well, he was. Rest in peace. Um, He's like, I'm glad I'm glad he was there. I'm glad we got the stories. But like, I love an episode where he's in the background. I agree. Our Shyler Lee is Lexi Gray coming in. It's Kyler. Mm. Isn't that horrible? Agree to disagree on that. I <laughs> Kyler, I'm gonna call you Shyler. So sorry about that. I worked on a show, there was a PA named Kyler, mm. and I was like, What? And he's like, Yeah. He's much younger than me. And he was like, Oh, I had to be Kyler P at school. There was another Kyler. I was like, No, no. I, no. no. She's too- Ugh, special guest star Kate Walsh. Are you kidding? It's so good. The fact watching her on is so hard because I miss Lexi Scott so Foley. much. We've got a Scott Foley Kate Walsh episode, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. I do miss. What What would Lexi be doing now if she was still alive? If Lexi was still alive, she would be. Just absolutely flourishing. Like, I think the thing that we all are missing in our lives is Meredith and Lexi winning a Harper Avery Award together and finding out that they won for sisterhood. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. 
Meredith wouldn't have fake sisters. Yeah. We have to, we've had to redefine how, you know. I can't emphasize enough. The credits are still going. Yeah, the credits are still how going. We are so far into this. There's so much has happened. We've had a horrific, violent, traumatizing car accident. We've established it's a musical. We've, there's so much happening and the credits aren't over. So just riddle yourself this, listener. If we haven't even finished the credits and all of this have happened, how much more is going to happen? So much more. Oh, my God. <gasps> Whoa. To admit you're out of your depth, huge. Wait, who was that even? I can't remember that doctor's name. This was 10 oh, years I ago. I hate that doctor. Yeah, I don't remember that doctor's name. Oh, my God. Mark Sloan is crying. When Mark Sloan cries, I cry. I don't think he's ever been hotter than in this moment. He looks so broken and so weak, but he's so hot to me. <gasps> I don't hate you. Oh. Caitlin, we might have made a mistake. I might be too emotional to do a watch along. All right. Lauren's left. It's just me, listener. <laughs> uh, and this was like... Uh, sort of this like, is one of the best friendships. Uh, this is one of the best friendships. And this Grace. was really a turning point for Karev. Like this season, he was really growing and learning and becoming the man we would fall in love with. You really can't hang out in a hospital stairway as much as they do. Yeah, I, I've often wondered if there was a stairway that they just like pretended was always locked so that they could hang out there. Like, do you think they did that? You really, you really would get in the way. No. Oh, oh my god great green screen work i just believe they're there their green screen work here is next level what is her name i n never remember her name you know what and i've relearned it recently again and i i'm gonna forget it already oh i hate her i hate her too she, she left sucks. the show to do um a charlie's angels that's that right go. that's right that's right that's right but Kate Walsh is here, so everything's going to be okay. Get me Addison Montgomery. Wow. When Kate Walsh walks in and puts you in your place, you know you've done wrong. I would love it, though. I want her to come and yell at me. Is that weird? Is it weird that I want Kate Walsh to knock on my door and yell at me? No, it's normal. Okay. I also want her to tell me everything's going to be okay. I don't like her earrings. They feel cheap and she's not cheap. They feel like that shape is weird. They just feel like cubic zirconian. Ooh. The fighting, the infighting is hard. I would like to know more about the wardrobe department on this show, actually, and the choices they make because they get such a limited. Yeah, tableau. They don't to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Okay, this might have been the beginning of the of me falling out of love with Owen. I'm so sorry, but this is insane. <laughs> also, this is this is not a banner moment for the episode. It's confusing. No. It, it's just, 
The Ugh. music track is weird. This this is one moment that feels like it misses just a little bit. This is not the moment I hate, though. No. We haven't hit it yet. I, I think this might be my least favorite moment in the episode. You know Yang, I mean, Sandra O must not be able to sing at all. Because she is not getting a moment in this. I want to know... I want to know what those, like, negotiations look like with the cast. Like, I want to know, for real, for real, who was super excited, who did it against their will, and who had their agent call the second they got a sniff and say, you can't have my, you can't do this to my, to my uh, actor. Kevin McKidd was over the moon. Over the moon. He's probably still actively pitching doing another one that yeah. he will direct this time. Oh, he's probably um, workshopping, the st- like, the stage version right now. But do you think they made them, like, audition? Do you think they, like, called them in and, like, had them sing for their supper? Or do you think they just knew already? No. I think they knew. Okay. I wonder if they're, like, I feel like we haven't gotten enough of an oral history of this episode. And I want to hear more from them, like, like... Like, obviously, we built this episode for Sarah Ramirez. We always wanted to do this for her. But, like, how did they know they had enough other actors to pull it off? Well, Kyler Lee, I believe, was in a band. I think it was known that she is a a musician. That's Um, true. And I guess Kevin McKidd is someone who would tell you. I I think so. Yeah. And Chandra Wilson, I think, had a theater background. I believe she's done, yes. This is my maybe my favorite song of the whole episode this is a true story this acting back here isn't the best for no but this this song i in grad circling back to grad school when we would do meisner like when we had to do emotional prep i would use this song to like get emotional this song is on my emotional prep playlist that's my truth Till the sky is blue. Oh, I love it so much. I think I, it's always interesting who Bailey has friendships with. I feel like other than like Weber, they never really let you see her fully be someone's friend. Like it's always like because she was, yeah. Like she's friendly with people and she has friends, but like. You don't really get to see her have a person, you know? Like, I feel like in recent seasons, I like where they're oh, going with her and Teddy. This but hair is rough. Hotness monster? Wow. Jesse Williams? He was so young. His he's like hair. He's he doesn't, like five years yeah. old. He's like five. He looks much better now. Did meet him in person famously. He's short. He is so, he's like Doogie Howser young in this season. I'm so sad because I used to like his character so much. And I, the, um, when he and Lexi are friends Mm -hmm. and then he says, like, there would be a line of men for you Mm -hmm. and me. And, uh, she says something like, would you be in the line? And he's like, yeah, I wait in that line. I think that is a really underrated great scene. (laughs) He had so many great lines in so many episodes. He's, he's just been like, so selfish in recent seasons like i hated everything that happened with him and maggie him and maggie's relationship was so gross it was it was just gross and weird and wrong and i'm like he's been such a great like i don't know i wonder how he feels about japril 
it's like because Sarah Drew is just vocal. Like she does not like the Matthew ending. And, yeah. Um, the Matthew ending sucked, and it felt. But mean. he can't really say that because he's still on the show. Yeah. But okay, Arizona needs to calm down. I feel like this acting is rough because they. It does feel like. Oh. These are two of my favorite characters, two of my favorite actors on the show. But this scene is really hard, and it feels like something happened right before they started to do this. Like, this feels like something bad happened on set, and we had not processed it before we started to Well, film. I don't think they liked having to stand in the background while Chandra did all those takes singing. Oh, that's, uh, pro- that's probable. I think it feels like background work and they they're pissed are not happy yeah yeah they just don't look present they don't look like they're into it it's rough Sandra O. Oh. I miss I miss Yang's long sleeve shirts under her I know that was scrubs. such a fun thing people they don't do that look as much on the show anymore they don't do that Izzy look did it a lot too ever I don't think oh I don't want to see it again Sarah Ramirez is so gorgeous. Why don't they put, I mean, I know this is like a fantasy, but Mm -hmm. why don't they put like two cents into making it look good? I, it seems like this was a moment in technology when we were like, we just got new stuff and we were playing with our new toys, but they hadn't really figured it out yet because this, there's quite a bit of interesting, odd stuff happening. This is a movie I want. I want, like, this storyline of, like, this could be a movie. This whole storyline. They could have a spinoff. Why don't they? I mean, because Sarah Ramirez doesn't want to do it. Yeah. That would have been, at the height of this show, they could have totally. I mean, they live in New York now together. mm -hmm. We don't fully know that they're romantically together, but it's strongly implied that that was going to happen. Oh, oh! I hate the song. Why? The song. Why do you hate this? I just hate the song. I just and this part is okay, but it's about to get really bad. <laughs> do you hate the song always, or just this version of the song? This I don't really know this song. Okay, well, outside of this, I love this. Okay, this guy, uh, famously rewatching Smash, he plays the dramaturg that is like the exact same character. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. He plays hot but intimidating guy to like the tough girl. Okay, this part. No. Why? Why do you hate this so much? It's really. I think it's quite sexy. All these couples doing it. They're just fully embracing their nickname, the Hot Doctor Show. Like, I don't like it. What is it? Does it feel cheesy to you? Does it feel yes? You don't like Scott Foley? Come on. It's just really, um, it feels like a, like a farce. It just, the mm-hmm. tone of it is so, uh, I don't like it. I, I feel like it knows exactly what it is. This is the absolute worst part though. <laughs> this is it. This is because the, her, oh, her character's is name nader. is Lucy, by the way. I just remembered. I'll forget again. Dr. Lucy Fields. Oh yeah. I mean. Anytime she's on screen, I hate it. I have to say, though, Karev sold it better than I thought. Does he live in um, 
Shepard's trailer. Yeah, now. he's living in this season. He's living there for the trailer a narrative too. Is not for me. It was um, a weird. It was a weird choice that we lived with for too long. A long time. Also, this apartment that Owen and Yang are in. Only recently did anyone move out of it. Yeah, it stayed in the family forever. <laughs> Which is funny because I get. You know, they only have so many sets, but it's such a generic apartment. Like, yeah. Why didn't they just say they're somewhere else? That would have been a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing that I learned from this number. I learned that Arizona, though married to a Tony Award winning singer, is not a singer. Um, and they did not need to do her dirty and make her sing anything. That little clip was rough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I did learn Scott Foley can sing and would like to hear him sing again. I don't like this. Oh, either. this part is hard. They shouldn't have done this to I don't Ellen like Pompeo. This. They sh- poor Ellen. It's so off brand for the character. It makes yeah. no sense. This feels rough. This feels forced, and it does. Well, feel- it feels like Ellen Pompeo is like trying to make the choice to sort of make fun of it, yeah. acting wise, and it's. Not the worst choice, but it's horrible still. It's it just you you feel the misogyny there. They didn't force. They didn't. Now one of these characters is dead, but it's not who you think if you're only watching this scene. Yeah. Wow. It is wild how much more power Meredith has now that Derek's gone. Like rewatching it, like. Yeah. She is, the status is so much, the status differential is so much more stark than I thought it was when I was first watching. Now, famously, we don't really know what year it is in the Grey's first. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I don't, so season seven, because like the first three seasons take place over like half a year. Yeah. And then it's she might this character may not be 30 yet. Yeah, we're not sure. If anyone listening to this show, like I would love if there is like someone who used to work on the show in the writers room, like a writers assistant or someone, if anyone has access to a Grey's Anatomy timeline, I would love to see it. Um I am concerned that for the first time ever Grey's is going to try to like make it clear that they're in in the same general yeah. timeline we are. Yeah. Season 17 is going to be dealing with COVID in a way that feels... I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We've never tried to play with time the way they're going to try to play with time this season. I actively hate it. Yeah. I will watch every episode, every but episode. I, I don't want to think about COVID. It's strange. Crazy Anatomy for me... Mm-hmm. Um. I famously have binge watched it several times while staying with my mother in the hospital, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense to a lot of people yeah. that that is an escapist, but it is escape somehow to yeah. me from real medical problems. Because you're like, this so, isn't real at all. Like, I don't know. I, it is something strange to me about it. And I don't want to think about COVID when I watch. No. I'm with you. One of the, That was one of the things that we bonded on early on in our friendship. We were like, oh, yeah, when I'm feeling a lot of trauma and grief in my life, I'll watch more trauma and grief on Grimes Anatomy. Doesn't make sense. But we, you know, we talked about it on uh, Nicole Silverberg's podcast, uh, 
and and you know we kind of self-declared ourselves potential trauma junkies and that feels right right, right. but not yes, please listen to our episode on nicole's podcast nicole's Grey's anatomy check us out um but not right now not right now listen, keep listening to this one uh, <laughs> but later when you're like man i could really like i could really use two more hours of lauren and caitlin talking about Grey's anatomy oh i forgot about this song i completely forgot about this moment in the show Oh my god. Mm. I must skip this one. I must have skipped this one. I forgot about this. She's... I don't know if I love this hair length for her. Oh, I like it. I've definitely had that haircut before. I, there, there have been times <laughs> in my life yes. where I've had this haircut. No, guilty as well, but yeah. I don't know. I think I like either her long hair or currently she's wearing it like super short. And I like both, but... I don't think I've ever seen her with a haircut I didn't like. I think Sarah Ramirez is one of the most stunning women in the world. Well, yes, but... And folks, she just came out as non-binary. Oh, I didn't realize. But she does... She said she or they works for She her, or they. So, That's so we are not... Room. Folks, we're aware of that, but... But they're comfortable with uh, both pronouns. That's really cool. Yes. I haven't been I haven't been following Sarah's social media presence as closely as I should be then. We can all grow and learn. Well, yeah, we well, How old is How old is Sarah Ramirez? 40 I'm going to guess, two, but I don't three? know. I'm going to I'm going to look it up. I'm going to the cool Between thing 40 is, and 45. The cool thing is is I can look it up, so I'm going to. She's someone that like Used to feel a lot older than me, but doesn't anymore. Does that makes sense. That does make sense. She's forty-five. That makes sense. She's l- love that. We have the same age. We have the same age difference that my brother and I have. Shout out to my brother if he's made it this far into the episode. <laughs> you and uh, sorry, she's in a way my your sister. older sibling. Mm-hmm. In a way, she is my sister. In that we have the same age difference that my brother and I have. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. That's how families work. That, according to Grey's Anatomy, that's how families work. So, <laughs> if you just say someone's your sister, mm-hmm. that is true. Wow, I am. I obviously skip chunks of this when I rewatch it because I've been surprised more times than I thought I would be. Like this, I had forgotten about this too. And this is an episode I revisit often. I will say. This true story, friend of the podcast, Fat Carrie Bradshaw, Chris Burns, who's been on the show before, he was my date to a wedding once, and we we borrowed my uncle's car, and he met me in Battery Park, and we drove from Battery Park all the way up to upstate New York, and we listened to this soundtrack, and particularly uh, <laughs> chasing cars Ooh. over and over again, and I we didn't speak for a solid hour because we just sang these songs over and over again so just i love that for both of you just so you know think that's the level we've also both said that we want to get to the level of famous where people will think it's an honor if we do like a staged reading for like a benefit like we want to do a Grey's anatomy staged concert for a benefit of some sort of charity that's the level of stardom we aspire to I think that you will get there, and I think that wedding is very blessed, the mm-hmm. love and the union. Um, I, I think this is great. Yeah. 
Okay, I like that they've done this dream sequence thing so we don't have to see actually injured. Yeah. Ramirez. I think this is a good artistic choice. I like her outfit. It's simple, but it's really, I really like it. I just want to put that out there. Shout out again to wardrobe department. Kepner must not be able to sing, huh? She was, <laughs> she's, she's been in a few moments. It's weird because I think Kepner sounds to me like she has a stronger voice than some of the other people that have been featured more. I mean, her storyline does not connect. Yeah. Quite. I think and- she suffered more from being a satellite character at this point in the in the series it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense for her to be present wait oh my god what was Kepner's specialty I can't even remember wasn't she general yeah right I think she Meredith and uh Bailey are all general I think so I think that was so there's nothing it's like she's not pulled in by any particular part of the injury either yeah and this was like they hadn't quite she was still just sort of like the the Jesus lover um, at this point in the series, if I'm sorry, uh, honestly, they should bring back Kepner. Kepner forever. Like, bring back Kepner. Get Kepner and Avery back together. Let's see their child. The show is what the show is lacking right now to me is an anchor couple. Yeah, and we need an anchor couple. Yeah, and oh. I loved that delivery. I thought he nailed it. Their their tension is. Uh, I often wonder if the two of them genuinely didn't like them each other as people. Like it seems like there's something between them, not the characters but the actors. I wonder if they just didn't get along, the two of them, because their scenes are. I love both of them, but I don't love them in scenes together. And I don't know if I it's just like the writing or what. They seem pretty different. I mean. Being Steven Spielberg's stepdaughter probably makes a person have interesting views. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just wondering when we're going to get an episode of Ghosts so that we can have Lexi and Mark come back to haunt Meredith for an episode. Well, I have famously said, and, and God, I don't like thinking about this day, but I think the last episode yeah. of Grey's Anatomy will be Meredith V.O., and like, I think there's going to be a shot of all those people. There would have. I think to she's going to. I think it's going to be the VO is going to be something like, something about how surgeons live with the dead, oh, or something. Yeah. And like, I think you're going to see like a lot of dead characters. Like, I think you're going to see Mandy Moore. Oh wow! I hope so. How to save a life? You knew they couldn't do a musical episode without doing this song. Now, let me pose a question to you. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is the most iconic Grey song? Is it either Chasing Cars or How to Save a Life? Interesting quandary. I think it's one of those two, certainly. I think... I mean, where did I go wrong? I think this is the song that non-Grey stands would associate with the show, Like, Mm -hmm. I think How to Save a Life, even if you've never seen an episode, and listeners, if this is your first time. (laughs) Teddy. Teddy coming in. If this is your first time watching Grey's Anatomy, let us know. Did you think of the the show when you heard the song? Um, I think this is the song that most people would associate, but for me, 
I think of chasing cars. I have more of an emotional connection to chasing cars. And I think a lot of super fans, I'm guessing, agree. But I think, mm-hmm. they, I think like, like you were saying earlier about like this show, like having like a music producer, like the soundtrack of this show has always been a big part of my viewing experience. Like I've, this is a show that like, I often will be like, this song is making me feel things. Let me go find it. So there's a lot of music that's in my life because of Grace. Remember when they did the season where they only did covers? Yep. That was a great like season folk, for me. Folk, was that 11? I think Folksy so. Folksy covers of like Britney Spears. It was the greatest season of my life. big choice. <laughs> I loved it. I love a cover. That was That was the best gift that they ever gave me. Really made up for some of the other choices they've made over the years. <laughs> oh, yes. We are very angry at the show. The show, there's no show on earth that hurts me more, but I come back. Like, I will never forgive them for rigs. Like, you can give me all the Karasics you want, but I'll never forgive you for rigs. You did him dirty, and by doing him dirty, you did me dirty. And if you don't know the name Riggs, be thankful. Be thankful you've never known pain like that. Be thankful you've never been given a gift and then have it taken away. <laughs> Riggs was a joy. Justice for Riggs. But he started off annoying to me. Yeah. But then he got in my heart, much like Meredith. But I love a love. I love a hate to love story. I love a hate to love story. Give me all the hate to love stories. Ugh, this is hard. This is hard to watch. I had forgotten. I thought this was gonna be like just like a fun episode. I forgot we had traumatic premature birth. Uh, we should probably put a trigger warning in the episode description. Fair. Sorry, um, Daniel, yeah. That was surprising it would be too. fun if they did do another musical episode to do one that's more um. Like fun, like, like more of a more of a weird medical thing than a tragic one. Yeah, like a like a Grey's Anatomy talent show episode. <laughs> oh my god! I, for some reason, the way you said that reminded me of truly one of the worst episodes ever, which is where they all get high. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, I the worst. Episode except for like, is it like except glasses or something? Uh, something dumb now, I don't know I hate don't know that episode so is. much I hate that episode it's not an EGOT one like this one is wow no Ooh. it is not an EGOT one no not like this no has Grace ever been nominated for an Emmy I don't even think I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check Why does that line make me laugh so much? Her brain has, Her brain been, brain compromised. has been compromised. Sounds like the most absurd thing ever. So they've had acting nominations. Let's see. Oh, yeah, because Chandra Wilson has been nominated, right? And Sandra O. Sandra O. And famously, um, Catherine Heigl was nominated and she was like, don't give it, don't nominate me because the storylines are bad. She got a lot of I bad press for that. forgot about that. That is a huge story at the time. Yeah. It's also been nominated for Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, T.R. Knight was nominated. Uh, T.R. Knight was nominated? In 2007. 2007, 2008, 2006. It was getting a lot of love by the Emmys. Um, and then Never for Ellen. 2005. Uh, Krista Vernoff, who's now the showrunner, she got nominated for writing in 2006. Uh, Peter F- 
for let's see what episode this was um hmm. I I'm forgot sure. about the fertility issues oh it also got a directing nomination but yeah it was kind of an Emmy's darling for a minute but I feel like it lost its luster. I can't find this out. This is an interesting scene for Meredith. I, I, her whole thing is weird in this episode. I have to yeah, say, yeah, it doesn't. It this emotional moment feels a little like. Well, we need to have more Meredith in this episode versus this makes any sense. Yeah. It honestly, this I think the one thing, the one mistake this episode made was I don't think we were brave enough yet to let our like top of the call sheet take a break. And I honestly think we could have given a few of our actors the week off. You know? Yeah. And now I would also know what we've mentioned, and if you don't watch the show all the time, Callie is doing the VO, and that is, Huge. I'm trying to think of the number. Um, I just want to say, ac- oh. I haven't been able to find out what episode she got nominated for, but overall, Grace has had a total of 39 nominations, but only five wins in the whole history. Didn't Chandra win? Or did I make that um, up? Let's see. In 2011, Loretta Devine won as Outstanding Guest Actress as Adele. Thank God. Um, it won Outstanding Makeup in 2010. Hmm. And, yeah, it won two makeup awards in 2010. And then let's see what else it won. Hmm. Oh, this song makes me think of Grace. Uh, let's see. It also the Emmy's website is really kind of a hot mess right now. Not giving me everything. It won a casting award in 2006. Yeah. Wow. They've had some wild nominations. Um, Kyle Chandler got nominated for Outstanding <laughs> Guest Actor in 2006 Gosh. for Dylan Young. Which famously yeah. Shonda has said that's the character she is most heartbroken for having killed off. You wow. had to, though. You had to. This song makes me think of Grey's too hardcore. It it never works long term to have anyone that's not a doctor in the show. Yeah, it can't. It just doesn't. No, I mean the veterinarian that Meredith, Chris O'Donnell. We we love you, but like, what were you doing as a vet there? Didn't work. even Joe of Joe's yeah. the pub. It didn't. It just doesn't pan out. I don't know. And I don't know if it's because they don't belong there or if it's because writers panic and don't know what to do with them. I don't know. Oh, oh, but I was saying how many, um, wait. (gasps) I, as a teacher, I've said this, I've said that. (laughs) That, that scene really resonates to me as an educator. People have to want to learn to be able to teach them. Also, this moment alone deserved an Emmy. This performance yeah, right great. here. Oh, my God. How is she doing this? 
Like, what? She's so good. Um, She's about to sing her face off at herself. This is about to go off. This is about to be the most insane thing. Oh, my God. Look at this blocking she has to do. Oh, I mean. Is that a stand-in? Probably. There's probably. (laughs) Oh, how do you do this? Imagine being a stand-in that has to pretend to be comatose you (laughs) while you sing at you. This is just, like, so incredible. And I have chills right now. Like, I have chills. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's waking herself up from the coma. (laughs) She's waking herself up from the coma. She's singing herself back to life. She is singing herself back to life. Oh, my God. True story, like, watching a performance like that makes me be like, I have to never give up on my dreams because, like, I don't know, like, not only did Sarah Ramirez just sing herself back to life, but she she makes me want to be, like, remember why I love this thing that we do called acting. It does. It oh, really does. She's amazing. I love her. Oh. I think that's the thing with the acting in this episode. There's certainly various levels of joy being yeah. brought to it. And Sarah Ramirez was psyched. Yeah. It's an episode about her. It's all her talents. I think Jessica Capshaw and Eric Dane were less psyched. Yeah. The thing is, is, like, this is the episode that they've, like, had been wanting to figure out how to do since the moment they hired her. Also, famously, famously, Sarah Ramirez had won the Tony Award for Spamalot on Broadway. And the story is that a, a, the Spamalot was such a hit. She was such a darling at the time that ABC executives went to see Spamalot. After the show, they, like, reached out to her and they were like, what, what TV show on our network do you want to be on? And she was like, Grey's Anatomy. Like, that's the story. And I choose to believe. <sighs> Y'all. That's. Interesting. She's introduced in season two, right? Mm-hmm. She's pretty early. Yeah. She she comes on pretty early, but like the show was having such big buzz and she was having such big buzz and she was just like, this is the, allegedly that's the story. I That's the folklore I've always heard is that ABC was like, we will write you into any show you want because you got it, kid. And she's like, make me a hot doctor. Wow. Well, folks, that was it. That was Song Beneath the Song. I, I hope you enjoyed watching along with us. The thing that I half said eight times and then never <laughs> finished my thought was, I wonder how many different characters have done the voiceover. Oh, wow. That's it. We'll it wasn't it that interesting. Um, I know at least three because yeah. April has done it. And Kev, uh, Karev has done it. Wow. I was going to ask if a man has ever done it because I don't, I don't specifically remember. Karev did it. Well, he did his, he famously did his entire episode that was all just a voiceover when he said goodbye. Well, uh, I'm not going to count that one. Mm, you have to. That's not we, the same thing. It is a departure, but we can't pretend it didn't happen. I can. Okay. You can, you can tell yourself it didn't happen, but it still happened. Well, Caitlin, re- upon rewatch, takeaways from the episode, things, you know, anything that you noticed this time around that you didn't notice in the past? Um, you know, how much of just a vehicle for Sarah Ramirez, I think. I, I knew that, mm-hmm. but it, it really is. like, And when it moves away from that is when it's less successful for me. Yeah. I think, like, I think that's the thing that upon rewatch, I am, f- 
I, I think I've always known this, but I don't know that I've ever articulated it out loud to myself. Um, but they just needed to be brave and be like, we don't need all this other Michigash. Like, this episode's about Sarah. Like, it's all about Sarah. And let's just let it be about Sarah. And, like, we can still have a couple of those good group numbers, but, um, but you know, you got to keep it real. Now, Caitlin, Grey's is premiering this week. Season 17. It, right. Thursday. Just a few days away. What are you hoping? Like, I, we already know the inevitable. We already know a few things, and we we can't change. We can't change what's been done, right? We can't change what's been done, right? But what are you hoping is going to happen this season? What are your What are your season seventeen hopes and dreams? This is an excellent question. Um, I would like to see glasses move on. Wow. Um, from his relationship, I think that we need to see him either dating or with someone new okay oh uh i want to see meredith and mcwidow mm-hmm. same i i think we're gonna differ in our opinion on the classic teddy owen plot which i don't exactly even know where i want it to go but i'm not happy with where it is no and i will say this i I don't necessarily need Karasik and Teddy to be together because at this point, I think I think there was a moment where we could have gone down that road and I would have been thrilled. But I honestly am so disappointed in Teddy's behavior this past season that I no longer am rooting for Karasik and Teddy. I want Karasik to get I want Karasik to find love this season, though. I want Karasik to find someone that is going to appreciate him and respect him. I'm sad that we didn't get some stronger Owen and Teddy moments before they ruined it. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have everything collapse. I get that. It's Grace, but uh, give us a moment. And they didn't give us enough to me. Yeah, I I'm just so over Owen. I'm kind of hoping he takes a sabbatical. Like Kevin McKidd, just direct for a season. I don't need Owen. Yeah, he'll never leave Grace. Yeah, he can I mean, direct. Keep letting him direct. But I just I'm so bored of Owen right now. I need I need Owen. I need something big to happen to Owen because yeah, I do love Karasik. I I think Karasik and um, Catherine are gonna get together. I would be I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with Karasik and Catherine. Um, but I'm gonna need fun. her. I'm gonna need her to really do him right though, because she doesn't. She didn't always do Richard right. She wasn't always a good partner. And I'm gonna need her to partner the fuck up if she gets Karasik. That's my favorite. I think that they're better suited for each other, though. I don't think Weber is... A, I don't think... Weber is not a great person, really. He's actually kind of a bad guy. He's actually kind of the villain. And I, I love that the show is, like, discovering, like, this man has learned not much. No. He really hasn't. Um, and um, it's confusing because the actor, James Pickens, he's iconic and wonderful and we, we stand forever. But Weber, as a character, not a great dude. I'd like to see Bailey have a plot that's maybe more about her being a doctor again. Yeah. And, and less, I don't know, the things just haven't stuck for me that they've done lately. I'd also... Oh, wait, she's adopting that kid. Yeah, she's oh going to be adopting a kid. God. Unfortunately, we're going to have Joe probably, like, trying to date. Oh, my God. I, Lauren, I hadn't thought about Joe at all yeah. until you said that i was living in a world we all thought I she moved to iowa if you hadn't she, said anything you would have forgotten uh, i would have forgotten forever yeah well we were all hoping but no she's still she's still there uh, 
And you mean Joe Karev. Mm-hmm. Joe Karev. Yeah, Joe Karev. Joe Karev, whose <laughs> husband left her to go be with his ex Wife, it's all so complicated. I'm going to need a personal apology for how they wrote Karev off uh, from every member of that writing team, producing team, and, you know, Karev himself. Because <laughs> I think, sir, we have you have some of the blame here. You have some of the blame here. Absolutely. And I think on that note, we should wrap up. Yes, um, of course. Please let us know, did you like this? Uh, watch along. Did you enjoy the format? What's some other formats? What are some other things you want to do as we stand together? If you want to do another watch along, what do you want to watch with us? And also, if you are a Grey's Anatomy stan, what are your predictions for season 17? What have you missed the most? What are you hoping for? And as always, you got to make sure you're following us on the IG. Uh, we're at We Stand Social on Instagram, on TikTok. We also have a Gmail. You can email us, we stand social at Gmail gmail.com we would love to hear from you you also if you follow us on instagram you'll find our google voicemail number you can text us you can leave us voicemails if you've got a hot take and you want to hear that hot take on this show we will use your voicemail so don't be afraid give us a holler all right well i we have to end this show because now that we've opened up pandora's box i've got about 80,000 more hours of Grey's anatomy to watch yeah absolutely so uh we'll catch you on the flip side stan stans Later. Sarah